The title of this sermon, I Love Darwin, or I Heart Darwin, was meant to be a playful nod to the fact that Darwin's birthday, which is today, February 12th, is separated by only two days from another important celebration, Valentine's Day. So I was imagining some of those little heart-shaped candies with special messages like, you are the link I've been missing. Or evolve with me. Or you are my natural selection. I'll stop, I'll stop. (laughs) In addition to Valentine's Day, the Soul Matters theme for our services in this month of February is appropriately enough, the path of love. And I chose this title because there is some truth to this playful sentiment. While it may seem strange to say that I love Darwin or that I heart Darwin, it is true in the way that we love those people who help to shape our lives with their work, their thoughts, their example, by doing what they do or did, by blazing a path or marking a trail or reaching out for something no one previously had known was there in that way, I love Darwin. And from another perspective, I realized that it is not so much that I love Darwin, never having the opportunity to actually know this person, though by all accounts he seems like a thoroughly likable guy, but it is not so much that I love Darwin as that first learning about Darwin's work inspired a deeper love within me. Let me attempt to explain. There I am in my anthropology class at Pima Community College in Tucson when I was, for the first time, at age 36, ushered into a clear description of the theory of evolution by natural selection that Darwin put forth. Now, yes, I may have heard bits and pieces before, but this time I was paying attention. (laughs) The story of adaptation, almost infinitely small changes building one upon another over time to create the amazing diversity of life. The mind-blowing awareness that all of life did indeed arise from a single source, not in some theologically abstract terms, but in the carefully gathered evidence of the scientific method. The accompanying recognition that we, humans, were inextricably linked to all of life. I found it all to be awesome with all that that word carries of both wonder and fear. There is grandeur in this view of life, wrote Darwin, to imagine that from so simple a beginning, endless forms most beautiful and most wonderful have been and are being evolved. There is grandeur. And right upon the heels of that grandeur is the humbling awareness that the story of evolution brings. Namely, that we humans are not at the center of the story. Just look at any timeline of life on earth around, what, 3.7 billion years, 4 point something for the earth itself, And notice the tiny sliver 
at the very end that shows how long modern humans have been around. Now, I know there are those who would say that the whole story of evolution was leading to this pinnacle called humanity. But tell me, book readers, how many of you would stick with a novel that didn't introduce the main characters until page 12,000? Right? As our current seventh principle states, we are but a part of the interdependent web of all existence. And as my professor at Pima Community College said, humans are an evolutionary experiment, and the results are not in yet. And I share this not to bum you all out, truly, but to say that something about this realization that all of this was decidedly not all about us, Something about these lessons on the amazing adaptability of life and the very tenuous position of any particular life form. Something about this dawning awareness, very tangible now, this dawning awareness that we were but a part of this web of all existence and that there were no guarantees for our continued survival beyond our capacity to adapt ourselves to the rhythms and constraints of our home planet. Something about all of this felt like it cracked my heart open with love for us all. We humans who even amid our greed and grumbling and grabbing also find ways to connect, to nurture, to learn, to change, to give, all carried out on that little sliver of the timeline. And I felt love for distant ancestors leaving footprints in volcanic ash. Love for all creatures who lived and died in one almost infinitesimally small point on that evolutionary timeline that graced the classroom wall. Love for all those who sat in that classroom with me and all those who contributed to what we were learning, including, of course, Mr. Darwin. Love for everyone I met and everyone who passed by on the street and everyone I encountered every day. And love, too, for those people I would never meet, for all the Mr. Hatches of the world, all of us needing love. Love for all of us everywhere who were part of this grand evolutionary experiment with results still pending. Results are not in yet, but here we are now. What can we do? What is it we need to learn? Ironically, part of the adaptation that may be called for to facilitate our continued survival is the capacity to adapt to our own capabilities as humans. We can do so many things. Big brains, amazing creativity, fearless exploration. We can do anything. You may have heard that phrase most recently in the State of the Union address. We can do Anything. There it was speaking of Americans. Sometimes it refers to other subsets of humans, but really it's referring to
to the amazing capabilities we all have as humans. We can do anything. I might even believe that. The problem comes amid all the things we can do, deciding what we should do. And in some cases, deciding what we should not do, even though we can. Most all of the things we can do involve the extraction and often exploitation of the Earth's resources and carry serious ramifications for vulnerable human populations as well as all other life forms. Another plug for the climate event after the service. And it strikes me that if we are to adapt to the real limits of the Earth's resources, we may benefit from letting the ramifications of Darwin's work settle into our bones to challenge that buried and sometimes not so deeply buried assumption that we are the pinnacle of evolution, that life is really all about us, that we are the proverbial apple of God's eye. Because if there is a God of evolution... It is the God of the book of Job in the Hebrew scriptures, the God who asks us, where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? When I laid its cornerstone and the morning stars sang together, where were you? How can you possibly think that this, all of this is only about you? Because there is a deep humility and gratitude that comes with knowing, no, it is not all about us. It is way too big and too awesome and too intricate and too complex and too simple all at once to just be about us. But what an honor, what a miracle to be included, to be a part of this interdependent web stretching from the almost unimaginably distant past beyond that which we can trace to the distant unfathomable future. How could we not do everything possible to remain a part of this magnificence? To lengthen that sliver on the timeline just a tiny bit. To change what we can while accepting the things we cannot change. For the beauty of the earth, this spinning blue-green ball, yes, Can we learn to walk gently across her back, to come together again and again in this place, to remember how we can live, to remember who we are, to create how we will be, to ask those fundamental questions. Where do we come from? Where, what are we? Where are we going? And to join the flame of the human spirit touched into being by the mystery of life, to join that flame with the light of reason to ignite the fire of compassion. John Galt wrote, each adaptation which evolved must find its niche or be dissolved. Some may leave traces in the sand while we may find and understand, but understandings hard At best, it puts our values to the test. And here's a lesson hard to learn how briefly human candles burn. There is grandeur in this view of life, writes Darwin, and there is. 
as well as the humbling recognition that we are but a part of the interdependent web of all existence, that our place is not guaranteed. O river, what you have revealed is difficult to be repealed. And here in this community, we engage with the fearless, open-minded, open-hearted exploration of what is true and the ensuing joyful and trying task of creating meaning from that truth. We carry the deep trust that whatever truths we may discover, as challenging as they may be, they can only increase our understanding of this world and our place within it, and we will tend the fire of compassion as we come together to remember how we can live, to remember who we are, to create how we will be. Happy birthday, Charles Darwin. Now, come on, evolve with me.